Thank you for downloading the Racist Recap. If you want to join in on the conversation live, we record these Sundays, 7 p.m. Eastern at RacistRecap.com. If you're listening afterwards, feel free to chime in on the YouTube video itself or on social using the hashtag RacistRecap. And we'll find you. Enjoy the show. Tonight, we will be talking with old school OG, one of the originals. But first, we're talking to Dr. James O. Corley. How you doing, brother? Allegedly a doctor. How are you? Allegedly a doctor. <clears throat> Never wears his scrubs. Not sure we've had any proof of that yet. Never wore your scrubs. Never did the show live from the emergency room. But speaking of emergency room, somebody who's been on Naked and Afraid, Amazing Race Season 3, back when he was just like half a sperm cell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was 21 years ago. But yep. now, currently kicking ass and is going to win the Buddy Games on CBS. Andrew, she, how what are you? What is going on? Uh, You're like OG amazing. You buddy. are serious OG. Oh, yeah. Like back when they were like interviewing people on CBS when you got eliminated and doing yep. TV and all, all sorts of interviews, right? Uh. The good old days, yep. Rosie O'Donnell interviewed all the teams from seasons one and two, I believe. I was season three. That's right when she handed her show over to Caroline Ray. Oh. So I got to go there. I was interviewed, you know, go to New York, go to NBC, blah, blah, blah. But I missed Rosie O'Donnell because that was like a huge talk show at the time. Oh, my God. And yeah. She was giving the racers like new cars and stuff. She was a big fan, so she right would there. take care of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I missed that. But so I got to do a couple shows. Eh, it's fun. That's all right. Well, you know who is like pretty awesome? Samantha Holmes. I just wanted to let her know that she's awesome. She sent a little heart sticker and threw down a couple dollars, couple dollars, and said, Hey there, what do you say there? Well, tonight we're going to be uh, talking about Amazing Races, uh, season 35, episode five, of course. But first, we're going to get into some fun stuff with Andrew. Andrew, uh, watching older, newer seasons, your older seasons, like. It's very different. Like your your season still had fast forwards every like. I mean, you guys had so yeah. much. They were just testing stuff on you guys. Uh, what yep. was the worst parts or best parts about being part of the originals? Um, you know, I feel like we didn't know what was going on. One interesting thing is, um, at least for my dad and I, we had seen like two episodes ever, oh, and wow. then then we're on it because back then you couldn't like. There was only oh. like twenty four ever, and like that was before VCRs, right? You're on exactly. like. Yeah, well, there <laughs> well, VCRs, that VCRs, but, but who's there taping was no it? Streaming. Yeah, yeah, no streaming. So if you didn't see it on TV, you didn't watch it. So I couldn't be like, oh, we're in the casting process. I'm going to study. I'm going to go back back and watch past seasons. Yeah. Um, you couldn't do that. So um, we had seen, I don't know, by the time we actually started the race, probably three or four episodes. So wow. we, we felt like we were like, we really don't know what to expect. Well, in all fairness, there's only like, what, 24 episodes at that point? So you saw yeah. a good chunk of them. <laughs> to watch. Very good point. Also, yeah, our, our race had a fast forward on every leg. We won one on our final leg. We're the first team to win a fast forward and still be eliminated because that's how far behind we were. I was going to say, um, you know you hold a record. I don't know if you know you know to hold this record or not. Yep. It's a sad, <laughs> sad record. Um, but yeah, it, it also made it harder to know where people were because if you didn't know who was going for that fast forward, whoever was in the back could be in the front now. I felt like uh, it was a little bit more confusing to, to, to establish where people were, who was ahead of you. 
Okay, just in case you don't know what, what young Andrew looked like, I'm going to pop a picture on the screen now. That's he always it. looks like a completely different person. Completely different. <laughs> yeah. I want no you to know someone in Chad said from twink to daddy. Hey, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, I, I mean, that's like an 80-pound difference or something from back then. I was in college at the time. I was, like now you got the yeah. chest muscles. You got no, a jawline that's like sharp as hell now. You got a little beard going. Look at you. This is before, like, you, you got a beard to grow in. I bet you never had a beard before. <laughs> not then, not back then. No, no. I grew that. up. I grew up. I want you know he has a side-by-side -side of you right now. I'm watching on the YouTube, look at comments. There's literally a side-by-side -side of, like, you on so, the race. So picture. you ran with your dad, right? Which, uh, okay, so you are one of the first straight gay teams to ever compete on reality television with Aaron and Annie and Ken and Gerard, right? Yeah, yeah. Our season actually had three LGBT people, three guys, but we we're all on separate teams. So that was even a big deal back then when LGBT representation wasn't as big. There'd ever, you know, every once in a while there'd be like one token person on a season of Survivor or whatever. But so I remember being in casting thinking, um, clearly that guy over there is gay, Ken, and that guy over there is gay, Aaron. I was like, surely they're not they're not picking all three of us because I knew there'd be one token spot. But then we got to the starting line. I'm like, well, Look at that. That's pretty cool. They've always done really well about diversity within the cast, though. Yeah, they've, yeah, I, I'd say better Even than most shows. Chip and Reichen, which was season four, it's been a minute, I think they're season four, they four. referred to them as married, and you have to remember, this was back in like 2004, 2005, yeah. when that was a controversial thing to say. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Like, Very they true. literally referred to them as like the married, the married, like they're a married couple. Um, so they, that's one thing they have always done well, in my opinion, is they've always been a little forefront. I think that's the little, the, the Dutchman in uh, Bertram. Yeah. Bertram, if, uh, we all know him. We've all met him. For everyone that's watching, Bertram is one of the most interesting people to talk to. Oh, my like, God, yeah. Cool dude. Mm -hmm. You talk about yeah, somebody right. who's got a story for everything? Yeah. Right after I did the right after I did the race, I got to speak at like New York City Pride. I was the MC of like Cincinnati Pride and these silly oh things after doing the race. And I remember I was texting Bert and I was like, Oh, I'm doing this thing. He was and he texted back, I'll never forget this one text. He said, Yay, go gay. Exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> go gay. Go gay. <laughs> I love Bertram. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. All right, so let's do a couple more of them. All right, Dan, Dan and Andrew are the first father-son team on the race. Uh, Dennis yeah. and Andrew, yep. First, first oh, father-son. Sorry, did I say Dan and Andrew? Dennis and Andrew, yep. first, first team from Kentucky. It's, you know, it's easy to have a lot of firsts when you're on an early season. Yeah. You know, first so. all-male team to be eliminated without winning a leg. <laughs> oh. <laughs> first team to that's, be eliminated. First team to be eliminated despite using a fast-forward. Yeah, and that's our big one. I think that yeah. you still might that still might be the case. It's uh, Mark. It happened to Mark and Bopper. Oh, oh yeah, Mark and Bopper. Yeah, fifteen or fifteen seasons later, <laughs> Kentucky. Which is funny because they're they're also from Kentucky, so I call it the Kentucky Curse. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah. Both so all the future Kentucky racers out there avoid fast forwards. Yes, just don't even try to take it. Just don't even try. Oh, you know who gets the fast forward every single week around here? Ray <laughs> Ray Fletcher. He drops fast forwards yeah. every week. He's always like, there's other people that like try to get to the board, but then he just like, like overreaches them before and, and drops that 20 banger and rips that fast forward every week and just goes right to the front of the line. My man. All right. So let's, uh, let's talk about naked and afraid. How, huh? 
Yeah. Are you really naked the whole time? And and are you afraid? I both of those things, completely naked and completely afraid. You know, Amazing Race uh, was two thousand two. Uh, and Naked and Afraid, my first time, I've done it three times now, uh, twice in Africa, once in the Pearl Islands, uh, off Panama. And uh, that was 18 years later. So I feel like people are like, oh my gosh, all Andrew does is apply for reality shows. I'm like, hey, there was an 18-year gap between Amazing Race and my first in Naked and Afraid. So, um, and then Buddy Games, that was that's just been a fluke. I never in a million years thought that that would happen. I was drinking wine on my couch scrolling on twitter and i saw this post like do you and your friends want to have the adventure of lifetime and i was wine drunk and i was like i do and i clicked it and it was like just fill in this one little paragraph about your friendship and i typed three little sentences about me and some friends and uh it's kind of my closest friends and they called me like a day later i get a phone call my cell phone says los angeles i'm like take it man take advantage of every opportunity man hell yeah yeah, i think Take every adventure you can. It is kind of addictive too. You get out there, you have this wild really adventure. Does. Why would like seriously? Who doesn't want to be on TV? The only people that have a problem with it are the people who want to be on TV that never got a chance, and they see other people thinking like, "Oh, they took my chance." Meanwhile, they never applied to be on any show, but you took my chance because you're on three times. It's like, see, uh, Justin, for me, I don't think it's necessarily like the TV part is the experience. The experience is pretty awesome. Yeah. Me too. For me, it's all about like when I'm 90 years old and I'm in a retirement center and I'm just like sitting around talking with the old people around me. I want to be like, guess what I did one time? I raced around the world for a million dollars. You know what else I did? I got butt ass naked three times on two different continents and lived (laughs) in the wild. You know what else I did? I took three of my friends to this crazy lodge and competed for $200,000. So I'm trying to just pile up these big goofy stories that I can tell the rest of my life. Why not? Yeah, do it. Go for it. Let's see. Let's go through the challenge next. Show these mother- Show them what we're talking yeah. about. Let's go. That's where everybody from Buddy Games and our little cast text group is like, do you think we're going to be eligible for the challenge now because it's under the Paramount TBS <laughs> well, umbrella? They dropped Love Island, so if if what they, if what they should do is drop the vets, like yeah. put them back on the actual challenge, the original show, drop the yeah. vets and bring in Buddy Games. I think it'd be I fun. Think, I think that that might happen. I don't think or tough as nails. If you guys are not depending on, I don't know, are you guys going to be around? How many seasons you get renewed? Like I don't right. know. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, who knows? Who knows? I mean, tough as nails. What they're up to season like five or something. Buddy Games has casting going on right now, so I assume season two is happening, but it's not confirmed. Well, we'll see how big this finale goes. Yeah, um, I think the ratings have been good for a new show. Um, I mean, it's it's up there. It's not far behind the race and Big Brother, despite having no built-in fan base because it's brand freaking new. Yeah, well, all you got is a, is a cute host who like mo- mommies do love. Mommies do love him. He does. Mm-hmm. He does got the yeah. mommies that love him. Josh Jumel's enraging because in person he's even hotter, and it's like, oh come on, you jerk! Yeah. <laughs> I said that to him. Yeah, I said that to him. Our, like our first day of filming, I was like, oh, you just make me sick. Or so all right, hot. so tell us if, for anybody who hasn't watched, quick breakdown and where are yeah. we in the season right now? Because there's something very important coming up this week. Yep, yep. So Buddy Games is uh, a competition. Friend groups competing against other long-term friend groups. So uh, your teams of four. Um, these are my three friends that I've known for 15 years. Cute dinosaurs. And, um, and slowly teams, uh, if, if your team loses a particular challenge, you have to kick out one of your own friends and your team drops down to three members. Now, if you lose that challenge again, your entire team is wiped out. So mm. now we only have one episode left 
uh, the finale is this Thursday night, CBS, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. And there's only three teams left. Two of us are complete. We're still at four. My team and my closest allies, Chicago's finest, which is a bunch of cops from Chicago. And there is one team of three, and that's Team Oklahoma or Team OK. There's some cowboys from Oklahoma. And so one so, of the three of us is taking home the money. So you got a one in three chance to win the cash. How much cash yeah. are you going to win if you win? 200000 bucks. Let's do it. You know, it's not a million like the race, but it's a new show. I'm sure yeah. if there's Buddy Game Season 2, it'll double. Hey, listen, second place on The Amazing Race is 25000 So I'm sure that it's, you know, you get more than that at least. Yeah. All right, so let's get into the race. I, I know that you've been bombarded with a lot of uh, shows to watch. You're not all caught up on the race, but we could put you in the situations. You're a former racer. How would you yep. deal with them today, knowing yep. the things that you know? We could definitely get into that, so let's do it. Yeah. All right, this leg is another interesting leg. It's called the Yes, Sir, The Pink City, episode 401. I loved this leg, for the record. Tell me why. Episode- Go for it was such a freaking good episode. Wow. It's hard to finish, especially the drama at the end when it's like that net to net. They're passing, they're going. There's and that was real. Robots, people are passing each other left and right. There's a lot of changes in placements. I think it was a well-designed lead that even if you fell to the back of the pack, you still had time to come up above it in the challenge. It was just an overall great lead. I think so as well. And one thing that I didn't get to before we get to this, buddy games, all the teams could be Amazing Race, Survivor, Big Brother. They could do that cross thing, too, as well, and get buddies yeah. that way from the race. I, I mean, there'd be so many fun. How many teams start on buddy games? Yeah, six teams of four, so 24 people total in the cast. And uh, we're down to just 11 of us. All right. That's the finale. Yep. So we got to get six reality shows competing head-to-head. You know, the challenge versus buddy games vets versus Amazing Race versus Big Brother versus Survivor. Yeah, we, just yeah. To, let's make it happen. <laughs> the, challenge, the challenge should start that way. Five teams, you know, Big Brother, Amazing Race, Survivor, buddy games. There you uh, go. Let's do it. Or whoever, just a CBS knockdown brawl. Well, I 100% know that uh, at least two of the producers watch this show. So, uh, well, pick me, bring in a buddy games as the mastermind of buddy games. If you're not watching, if you're watching, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Get it, get it. He's representing for all right. So, the way that the last episode ended, it, the editing made it seem like it was so close, but it wasn't the editing because look at the time differences 10 teams left and 36 minutes separated first from last with 10 teams in the middle. The first four teams were separated by one minute each. And then there was like a, another uh, three three people who were separated by a minute each. So they those those things that you see, the races going to the mat, did not have to be fabricated or edited. Those were real going to the mat. So really, really tight race, which is cool because this was a bunch point leg. Uh, and if you're going to get bunch point, why not get bunch point when you're only 36 minutes separating first from the last? So... I don't really feel it, it sucks when you get like a five hour lead and then bunch point. But yeah. this, when I was eliminated in Scotland, you guys wish a bunch the, point. <laughs> yeah. When I was eliminated in Scotland, also the first team ever eliminated in Scotland, um, we were so far behind that like teams were getting ready to start the next leg, like when we were getting there. Oh, 12 hours later. Yes. And so I always wondered, like, is it worse to be that far behind that you're just like, F it? Or be eliminated by like one minute 
And the rest of your life, you're going to know, like, I lost this by one minute. You know? So, Andrew, I can tell you what's bad, because I was eliminated. So we started the light an hour behind everyone else, yeah. and we lost by four. Oh, yeah. We literally, like, one team was six minutes ahead of us, one team was four minutes ahead of us, and then we were there. Yeah. Oh. It's tough. I want you to know that one's rough, too. Yeah. I yeah. Bet. And if I said keep the meter running, I would have won a million dollars. But what are you going to do? All right. What they didn't show you was a four-hour cab ride to get to the airport. Four hours in a cab is tough. Because this is four people in a cab now. You got to remember, there's four people. And this is a cab in these little cabs. So you're scrunched up. And if you're a tall team like six foot seven and, you know, five foot 11, like one of the teams with to sound uh, somebody with a camera somebody with sound equipment backpacks like at the four hours in a cab is not a fun ride i had about a 10 hour cab ride on the race oh god yeah that's brutal 10 hour cab ride how much was a 10 hour cab well we had won a fast forward and as part of that reward we got to ride in a uh, chauffeur-driven limo with champagne and the limo we did starting that it was great we rode in that for a little while i got a little champagne drunk but then they actually switched us to a cab and drove us the entire length of England and most of Scotland in this little cab. <laughs> you started, should we just put you in the limousine for some photos and then throw you in a, a little 100%, cab? 100%. Yes, the photo or yeah, the limo was for a photo op. That's just about it. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. So we got a bunch point. Everybody's on the same flight. But the cool thing about a bunch point, it also leads to foot races. Uh, to cabs, and there was plenty of them waiting, so there wasn't really any drama there. But it, I like watching a foot race out of the airport. All the teams are just like chugging along, seeing the teams that really care, and then the other ones are like, "Oh, we ain't gotta run." Like, okay, we'll keep thinking that way. So teams seem to all kind of be in a good mood, joking, playing with each other. They they are a little bit talking about this U-turn, and I'm wondering if that's why everybody's trying to be so friendly. So if you're not watching this season, there's a next episode. There's going to be a must-vote U-turn where teams I in secret. It. Yeah, so, Are they it. trying to be friendly, though? Because they are not helping each other out. They're not being subtle. Like Teams are like, is it this way? Just like stare at them? Just stare at them <laughs> down and be like, Mm-hmm. There's a couple there. There's a couple that are definitely in it to win it. And then there's a couple. Right, Justin, I got to say, though, I worry about you now. If you ever go back on the race, you got to be nicer to people. Oh, for the must vote? You know what this U-turn is. You've got to be nicer to people, Justin. I worry for I you. I totally understand that, but here's cocky Justin. I don't think there's any U-turn that I couldn't have come back from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I think we have a couple legs that would have been screwed on. There's no legs. We were far enough behind anyone to, to get beat. Well, except Like 11, you were. Well, like 11. 11. If they're going to have a fucking U-turn on leg 11, then damn, that, that's gangster for them to put a U-turn on leg 11. Justin, you got to be nicer to people. You're right. I wasn't mean to people, by the way. That was set up by the the damn Texas boys. Who was I mean to? This is someone who loves you. All right, who was I mean to? Tell me one person. Justin, I liked you on the race, and I thought you were an asshole. Why? You thought I was cocky, and I wasn't. I was just living a dream, happy as a kid in a candy shop, living my dream. You do your race, Justin. <laughs> well, we're going to do season 27 next, so we'll get into all this shit, all right? I'm tired of all you busting my balls. After this season, we're doing 27. Justin, busting your balls. I helped you and multiple times when no one else would. And then you gave my information I gave you to everybody else. 
Oh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we'll talk Who about that. Me? The drama on the that? season 27 recap. Tease, right? No, no, no. We're going we're gonna to talk about this now. Who found that information, Justin? What, I don't know what information you're talking Justin, about. I don't know what you're talking about. The information about. you were just citing. Which one? The shit you were just stirring up. Oh, because we're both looking and you were the one that would happen to type stuff Who in? Is that what you're saying? Get out of here. See, you won't answer the question because you know the answer. Yeah, you were the you one that put it into the answer. computer. You were the one that put it into the computer. But if, it, you, it was, if you get this half-assed answer, this is why you're going to get U-turns. This is why you got to beat me to the U-turn, boy, which nobody did in three tries. But that doesn't matter anymore, Justin. <laughs> you're right. They're making that's bullshit. I don't like it. One bit. <laughs> so everybody has to vote. How do you feel about that? As opposed to earning the right to get a U-turn another team. It's rad. Now it's become a social game. How do you feel about that, uh, Andrew? I, oh. I love it. You probably I, love it because you're a fucking great social game. Yeah. <laughs> what, that, well, yeah, that's that's my that's my skill set is people in general. It's helped me tremendously in buddy games. One of one of my confessionals on buddy games, and I was talking about the other players, and I just felt like they were just like, literally, they they're just like, well, we're just making friends. We just want to have fun together. And I was like, Aww. and I said in my confessional, I said they're making friends, and that's cute, but I'm making an army. And I, I moved around that lodge knowing that I had an army of people behind me watching my back. And oh. uh, it sure helped. I'm basically undefeated going into the finale. Like, I play probably Represent. the most perfect, almost the most perfect game you can. And no Let's go. Oh, my God. I, I hope you finish it. You do have some reality experience. That helps a lot. I hope you finish yeah, it. Yeah. I hope you finish so, this. Yeah, Amazing Race doesn't really, at least up in, um, on season three, didn't really have that social component as much. It didn't weigh in so much. Uh, unless, you know, someone else is going to help you in a, a roadblock or whatever. But, um <laughs> Uh, I I looked at buddy games as like okay this is like Big Brother Survivor and that's yeah. how I'm gonna play it. And we've taken out teams that are way bigger, stronger, and more physical than us, and they all went home. So get it. Mm. See, there's we had cocky Justin, now we have cocky Andrew. There we go. Listen, it's not cocky if you're backing up the things you're saying. That's confidence. Cocky is overplaying your hand, thinking you have some skill or ability that you don't. Whereas confidence is talking about the skills that you have and confidently telling you what's about to happen or what the mindset that a winner has when they go into a race. Like, sorry. If you're just trying to hang around to the last leg to win the whole thing, the odds are you're not going to win. So. I'm going to make a note. I'm going to do something for next week. I hate you. <laughs> go for it. Go ahead and go ahead and do your stat stat blocks. We'll see how that works. All right. Well, I'm going to see how many times the person, the team with the best average made it to the finale and the team that has the best average in the finale actually wins. Right. Okay. Yeah. You see if that, that matters. There's, there's, there's like two. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the 36 minutes separates the team bunch point. Jump to a foot race to a bunch of cabs that are waiting. Teams must make their way to the airport. We got that. Get to the Amber Palace. All right. So the teams are all in a good mood. Morgan and Lena like Indian food. Don't think that's going to help unless there's an eating challenge. Whoa. Uh, lots of elephants seem to be distracting teams. Uh, long foot, foot race. <laughs> Foothill. Long foot race uphill with all of the teams side by side. I love that to start a bunch point race. Because uh, you got every team going side by side, and you could see the teams that actually put the training in before the race. 
Because if you can't just go up a damn hill, I don't care if it's a half a mile, if you haven't trained to be able to go up a damn half mile hill without breaking out your back, then you haven't trained hard enough. This should be the easiest first training session everybody does, walking uphill, carrying stuff. Yeah. That's what I told my buddy games teammates. I was like, look, we don't know what we're getting into. This is season one. It's like being, you know, Richard Hatch on Survivor. You really don't know what the heck you're signing up for until you actually get there. But I did tell him, look, you're not going to, in, in the two months that we went through casting, you're not going to be able to just like all of a sudden bench press 320. <laughs> but you can get out on the sidewalk and start jogging every single day, get your endurance up. Because you can make a big difference in your endurance ability really quickly. James Earl knows the first, the first, the first thing we did was an endurance challenge, and he quickly showed everybody that endurance meant everything. I'm little, but I got a lot of endurance. <laughs> yeah, he was pumping, man. And Mama D was not any help, so he was pumping. <laughs> we were last of that, and we finished second, and I almost overtook Justin. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Diana switched for like 20 seconds and then turned around and saw James Rose. She was like, no, get back on. I was like... Jesus, I don't get a break, whatever. All right, so anyway, let's get into this. More Listen, it's why I would do so well in Survivor. My little, my little stubborn ass. I will like push through some pain. Yeah, I can't wait to see you on something. All right, so long race uphill. Love to see it. This rewards teams that actually train for the race. Everybody uh, by the top of the hill ends up walking. So there's no jogging. Some teams carried it by themselves. Some did. Uh, these they had to carry this long sugar cane. Uh, did two by two on shoulders. Some teams it was a big deal. Other teams it didn't really seem to matter. All right, let's get to the first roadblock. It's a pretty simple uh, roadblock. You have to. Uh, you're pretty simple. <laughs> uh, no, it's pretty simple to explain. You have to put these four things or three things on your head, balance them. They're like these pots, and while you're balancing these, you have to do this little dance routine. And you make it through the dance routine without the pots falling, and you get your clue. Uh, it seemed like the pots falling were the major thing. The dance routine wasn't really. And you really didn't have to do the dance routine with the dancers. Like, a lot of people were real off when they got the clue. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, as much as Steve and Annalie crushed this race, this this leg as well, like, she was just barely moving. She's like. She's just... Yeah, it's real lenient. As long as you did the moves, kind of, and didn't let the things fall off your head. Yeah. And I think that was the, the big thing. Don't let it fall. Balance challenges. I know, James, oh, you're good at them. How uh, how are you at uh, balance challenges, uh, Andrew? Crush this challenge, Justin. I, I know you would have. You would have crushed this. Yeah, that, that, that I'm pretty comfortable with. I was a nationally competitive cheerleader for 14 years. So choreography, balance. But See, I was with my dad, and my dad has not – he doesn't have zero rhythm. He has negative <laughs> like the opposite of rhythm. So if we had had to do any kind of choreography, we would have been. We would. I would have sat down. Like, just forget it. My dad will never in a million years get this. See, mine comes from band. I marched band all the way through college, yeah. so I got yeah. used to having to like produce the sound from your instrument and keep your upper body normal while moving your lower body, like during yeah. jogs, during marching, high step, all of it. Yeah. So I could have knocked that challenge out. I got yeah. an egghead, so I already have a disadvantage because it's not going to be easy to balance. And then I move them. I got a long neck, so my damn neck is like. It's That's one of the times point. we ever suggested to Diana was the challenge of balancing shit on your head and walking. You walked right past me. I was like, damn it. Lift right by. I would definitely think people with hair would have an advantage, don't you? That it would kind of hold it in place a little better than a bald head. Yeah, especially like a nice fluffy head of hair. If you got a big, nice head of fluffy hair, I don't got nothing. Yeah. 
Tell that to Corey. Corey just would not say the same. Yeah, it didn't help him at he all. He has a fluffy head of hair and didn't help him too much. No, it did not. I will say, I have some thoughts from a racing standpoint, a couple of things. Um, at one point in time, there's a couple of things I liked and a couple of things I didn't like. And Todd, it's, who's Todd's partner? Todd and Ashley. Ashley, I was right. Todd and Ashley. At one point in time, Todd pointed out something that I very strongly agree with. When it is a performance challenge, just get in line and keep performing it. And if you want to practice, just sit there when you're in line and watch them do it and sit there and just do the movements while you're standing on the side because mm -hmm. you're not going to get the clue in the practice station. Like you're not going to get past in the practice station. So like learn the basics and get in there and do it. I did the same thing with that Argentina dance when we were in Argentina. Yeah. Like learn the basics, just get in line and perform it because you're not going to get the clue otherwise. Um, and you know, the same, I said the same thing with Robin Corey, Corey, I think he was the only team there and he left it to go back and practice some more. Just keep doing the routine until you nail it. And even, it, and it doesn't have to be perfect. Like they'll give you the clue when it's not hundred percent perfect, but if you're not performing yet, you're not going to get the clue. Yeah. And I love when, uh, the, the episode was like, I mean, the judge did no, no, oh no, 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 no. He was a great oh, judge. No. The mustache, big old yeah, mustache. He's great. Come on, he was an awesome like, judge. Those performance ones, just keep trying it. The judges, if you're the only team there. If you were the only team there and there is not a line, yeah. there is no reason your little tail should not be on that stage. Just like, oh, run it again. Nope, run it I again. Feel, yeah, nope, run it again. I feel, like it, I feel like it also is an in your advantage to one keep a positive mental attitude, obviously. But if you're smiling, having fun with it, I think you can add a little bit of leverage to whoever's judging, whoever the local is, who's saying yes or no. I think if you're a nice, smile with them and you're not getting frustrated and focused, blah, 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 I think you can kind of woo them and he'll yeah. pass you. Well, it's the producers that are judging it, but they want a performance, right? So if you're like performing into it, they're going to be a little more lenient than if you're just yeah. like stomping around, like trying to do something. All um, right. So here's the other thing. Would you practice with the pots on your head or would you practice without the pots on your head, learn the moves and then learn the balance? I would have learned the moves in the practice station quickly and then gone into line and just practice with the line like practice with, with the, the pots on your head or no i would in the section no i probably in the section i would have put it on to learn how to walk in that circle but i would have learned the hand movements by themselves learned how to walk with the pot on my head and then go perform and just keep performing it was still done what do you think andrew do you have a strategy for stuff like that i i i don't know i i like getting i like practicing the line for sure I mean, I think it just depends on on the two of you. Like, I could do that because I learn choreography quickly. I feel like if I was with my dad, I, we'd have to like pull off to the side, be really focused. Yeah, you, like, you. I mean, yeah. I mean, your dad was what in his sixties? How old? Fifties? When he, he was mid fifties at the time. Yeah. And Mama was sixty. Mama was fifty-two. Fifty-two. My mom was fifty-two when he Fifty-two. Mm. So yeah, I mean, you guys can have a similar story. I mean, you guys both younger and your moms were uh, older on the race and uh, definitely had to deal with the, the things that come along with it. So John was a break dancer and it seemed to help because he nailed it as soon as he put the uh, right amount of uh, baskets on his head. Anna Lee goes two-stepping and Anna Lee crushed this this roadblock as she's been crushing literally everything. I want to throw a little statement out there that may be controversial. Oh, 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 go ahead. For this season... I think Anna Lee is the strongest individual racer. I wouldn't argue that. I wouldn't argue against that. Yeah, she's crushing it. 
people online really are hating on her. I think individually, she's one of the strongest racers on this season. She's a good looking, confident woman who one that's going to piss people off just because you're good looking and confident, but she's also backing it up. So she's not just the pageant girl. She's like the girl that would go frog jumping and the girl that's just crushing every task she's given. Like if we were ever like randomly put with people racing, I would love to be her partner. I mean, what can you say negative about it? She doesn't want to pick up squiggly fish is the only thing. The squig this squiggly. She's <laughs> <laughs> adorable. Yeah, I would I wouldn't mind being a partner. She's been crushing every task she's gotten. Uh so but we don't know how she would act if you're not her dad. Like she could be hell on wheels if you're like a significant other or if you're somebody she doesn't, she doesn't respect because she could tell she still talks like snippy with her dad and she respects him so if she but i think it's why it works you know what i've said about parent child teams if you, you have to get rid of that parent child dynamic and they are and it's working were you freaked out by yeremy and his serial killer smile Yes, 100%. Like, never do that again, sir. <laughs> uh, so he's trying to learn the dance moves, balance, and then it's like he's, he's unconfident. And then they're like, smile. He's like, it's like taking a shit, but he's also going to kill you with the knife behind his back. All right. So uh, Morgan and Chelsea do a good job. Solid. The Franklin Alliance is forming. How do we feel about this Franklin Alliance? The sisters and the brothers, both with the last name Franklin, forming an alliance? Remind me which sisters and brothers that are. <laughs> I know it's more than Lena. Who are the brothers? Is he Aaron? Greg and John. Greg and John. <clears throat> All right. I'm not entirely sure Morgan and Lena are long for this world, so Greg and John may need to find some other. Partners. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be much help. Like it's you can only help the teams in the back, uh, but so much. Alliances—they weren't really a thing during season three, huh? Not so much. No, we had um, season three. Well, season one and two, the both winning teams were two alpha male teams, both young, strong men. Yeah. So come season three, everyone kept talking, no, we are not going to let two strong men win again. I got um, that. So everybody was out for these two identical twins, Derek and Drew, they were Abercrombie models. Yeah. So everyone was like, oh, let's get them out of here. Let's get them out of here. But there weren't U-turns yet, so that's kind of harder to do. than. But other teams were working together with the sole purpose of trying to kill the twins. All right, I got four questions back to back, rapid fire. Somebody's got to go. Uh, how well does Andrew know Alex Menard, a fellow a Naked and Afraid and Tar crossover contestant? Yeah, we're the two weirdos who have both done Amazing Race, and he's uh, <laughs> he's a Naked Afraid twice. I've done it three times. Um, pretty good. We text fairly often. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, we've we've done a camping trip together. He's a trip. So it's it's nice to have someone that's done. Both very unique circumstances yeah. <laughs> uh, to talk about that with. Have you visited any of the Tar 3 locations since your season ended? Uh, Cozumel, Scotland, England, Mex I mean, Mexico. If we're talking countries in general, yes, almost all of them. Wow. The exact, lo the exact location, no. I got you. That's pretty cool. All right. Uh, give me a, uh, your best Heather and Eve or Terry and Ian story. Oh, gosh. You know, I um, <laughs> love Heather and Eve off the race. On the race, I did not like them. They're completely different <laughs> in real life. They're funny and cool and chill. Terry and Ian. I don't know what that means. Or how, what that's like. Let me put that out there. What I, Justin. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm pretty much the same as it was on the race. I'm just a lovable, huggable American. We're going to start that season 27 recap, Justin. <laughs> lovable, huggable American sweetheart. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Andrew. No, no. Yeah, no, and Tyranny, and they're, they're fun. They're a fun. Come fun on, nothing fun, that, nothing fun that we can't talk about? <laughs> when they came back for All-Stars, I was shocked. I was like, man, good for them. They got brought back. So <laughs> here we go. All right, when you freaked out. So Jeremy Alliance, after 15 tries, Robin Corey now fall to the back of the pack for the first time in the race. Let's see how they're gonna handle it. This could be what crushes a team. One bad one bad roadblock could crush a team, but there's ten teams, so that, that is something that's helping a really strong team. Real quick, Justin, did you see Louis' comment? Um Joe and, uh, Joe and Ian told him that Annalie bought a travel guide about uh, Thailand, offered to let the other teams look at it for a price, and then she returned the book. <laughs> that is lover. So awesome. Oh my god, that is beautiful. She made awesome. money off the other teams and then returned the book and got her money back. <laughs> oh, I, that's like a super fan move outside of the uh, episode. That's super fan. That's like I'm draining your resources. I'd and, like to swindler, and I thought I didn't love it. And adding to my own resources. That helps you on the race. Like, I ran out of money three separate times on the race. And, and Did anyone help you out with that, though? Huh? Did anyone ever help you out with that? With what? Lending me money? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's why we That's why we were able to what survive. Team what team was that? Uh, there was two cab drivers, and then... Um, some team that I don't know they didn't they weren't around long enough to really learn. I'm just joking. <laughs> They're around to lead ten. I'm telling you that much. <laughs> no, I we appreciate. I always thank you. Didn't I'm sure I even there's extra clips of me thanking you. I'm just giving you shit because of all the stuff you talked earlier this episode about. Oh, it wasn't like an, we had an alliance because obviously you would have voted my ass out as soon as you could. All right, but you the blame me, Justin. We'll save that for another season. Yes. We'll save that for another day. Yes, we're stoking the fires for the next season. All right, so. There was a really cool spot that they had a damn clue box. I thought this is gonna be a super location for you a want the steps. Yeah, yeah, the steps with the root so info. Cool. I think this would have been awesome. Like a, a nice little something go and count the number of steps or go down and measure water and bring it back up. Like this is what it's used for to get water. So go back up and do like a math problem with water and bed balancing. I don't know. I just thought this would be like a cool little root info, but it's such a beautiful location. Um, I don't know. I love when they well, do. It was super cool. I loved it. The shot was great too that they got. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, they uh, they're good at this. They were this. Uh, Robin and Chelsea didn't help Todd and Ashley, and that and then there was U-turn talk. So, mm, is this the time that you want to help teams? Because uh, you know the U-turns coming up, or are you just saying I'm running my race. I don't care about U-turns. You know my thoughts on this. I think when. A team is going to find when they're this close to it, they're going to find it. You're not fighting for last. You're at the front of the pack being like, it's right around the corner there. Just keep going. When they're heading in that right direction, all that does is help you out. Because later, if you're super struggling, you can go to them and be like, what is happening right now? What, what am I doing wrong? And they'll, most of the time, they'll help you out. Because they'll remember, oh, he told me it was right there and he helped me out. In reality, did you really help them? No. You just like reassure them, yeah, yes, you're going in the right direction. Right. How, how do you feel about that, Andrew? You you all yeah, about you helping some teams or no? 
yes, for sure. I, I feel like it's a game. Use every. I mean, you guys have good social games. I didn't, so that's why I have to ask. <laughs> yeah, you use every. It's like football. Don't just say I'm just going to focus on grabbing the ball and scoring. You also need to focus on tackling. You also need to focus on defense, offense, field goals. You need now, to play say- every, You need to play every every step of a game. And there's not a blanket answer that's going to work for every situation, right? There's times where it's proper to withhold it. There's like, there's a time in France when we were towards the back of the pad and Logan really asked me for a clue. And I was like, Logan, we're at the back of the pad. I can't. And at least I told her, right? I think not addressing it is even worse though. When you just like ignore the person that just pisses them off. Right. But Mm -hmm. if you like tell someone like, listen, like we are fighting for the end. I'm sorry. I can't. People yeah. understand that, but I also there's times too where like, if it really is not going to affect the lead placement, just give them the information. It's, it, it, I, I did that literally. I gave every team an answer in our season early in, but it's because we were in an airport. There was a six hour layover. Everyone was going to find that answer. So let me be the one that tells everyone the answer. Cause then everyone's gonna be like, Oh, James are all super awesome. He's super helpful. He helped us with that. So when I go and ask for help later, they'll tell me. Because they're gonna find the answer either way. They have six hours. They will find it. No, but they could also find the wrong answer, and then that one person who finds the wrong answer can take the whole group to the wrong place. But you think all ten teams aren't gonna eventually talk? Yes, but do you think that like like okay? Do you think that uh, one of the teams, like smart teams, would find it and then say, "Hey, oh look, this is the location." Would tell uh, Team Texas, and Team Texas would be like, "Oh, we got the location. This is it," and share it, and everybody would just be like, "Oh, this is it," and just trust it. I think that there would be a high chance of that. I think we play two different social games. You're definitely correct. I didn't care about social games. And I think <laughs> overall my social game was very successful for me. Right. So yeah. I'm just going to sit to me. Yeah, you got, you got the express pass. So obviously it was the most successful from our season. It was the only thing to gain socially was that express pass and not getting U-turned. And we literally were fighting for last place, and a team told us, like, we will not U-turn you. And they they should have. But I truly believe they would not have if they could have. I mean, yeah, I mean, an express pass and not getting U-turned, those are huge things. Yeah, those those are social, yeah. Would not have U-turned me and mom in India. Like, if if y'all hadn't used it, or Mm -hmm. Kelsey and Joey hadn't used it, they would not have U-turned us. That's good. Well, it's interesting the way it was used. I'm glad it was used that way, kind of. But I also wanted... I didn't want them to go out that way. I wanted them to get beat. Uh, All right, so let's go to the detour. All dolled up. The detour is 1.4 miles. No matter which one you went to, they'll be exact same uh, distance from the the, uh, clue box. All dolled up or the big picture. All dolled up, you had to basically make two uh, dolls, uh, marionettes. And so you had to make them from scratch, watch the person do it, make two. One's a male, one's a female. You know, stuff the arms, sew it up, and then... You know, do the little dance and you move on. Or the big picture, which I really loved. This is like a 3D picture, which uh, you had to, like, take pieces of and, like, add it to the photo. And then you had to add yourself into the photo so that you could perfectly represent, you know, a, a smaller picture. So you had to look at the small picture and then fix everything and put it in the right place. I love this. I, from, I would have sucked at it, but I love that this was a, a, a task. But it also, I don't think this was an even detour Oh, it 100% wasn't an even one. The dolls one was significantly easier. I think the yeah, I, I think I would have gotten lucky. We would have chosen the dolls because in my head, making two dolls whether that, rather than recreating a picture would have been easier. So I think we would have lucked into it. Um, 
Because it's harder when you're actually doing the race because you don't get a lot of information about the detours. Yeah. You have some vague idea of what it's going to entail. But like, you know, as Phil's telling us the detour in the episode, we're seeing what they're making. We're seeing what they're going to be doing. When you're reading in person, you're getting like yeah. a page of some minor details and like a little short blip of like X or Y. Um, and it's just very different because you never know what you're getting into until you show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's uh so uh, we would have uh yeah, uh, Diana would have wanted to do the dolls. I would have wanted to do the picture, but at this point, I would have let Diana pick, and if she didn't pick, I would have chosen. So we would probably always pick anything more physical. Like I'll move a hundred cinder blocks before I'll try to like put together some little thing. Like I don't like the intricate like. See, those seem like puzzles to me, and I could have done that all day long. <laughs> that's, yeah, great, that's his strength. Yeah, I love hearing the words here. One thing that stood out for me. And, and uh, spoiler alert, no, well, I won't spoil it. All right, love hearing the words. As soon as Garrett got to the challenge, choose a workstation that's right next to the demo. Set it out loud to his partner to make sure that they chose a workstation so they could be close to the demo and see it from where they are and not have to run back and forth and, and worry too much about remembering. They can look, 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 look. And that, those are the little things that can really make a difference in these chats. Yeah. Small moves, big wins. Yeah. Uh, what were the small things that uh, that you noticed or that maybe helped you on the race at all? Hmm. I don't know. I think it was just like a lot of like basic stuff. If you take one quick breath, look around and have like a quick strategy meeting, it can be very brief. We're talking a matter of seconds even, uh -huh. as opposed to just someone just runs to a table and goes like, uh, I think, think sometimes it can be really worth its weight in gold to have those brief, quick strategy meetings. Yeah, uh, just something to bring you back down for a second can really make yeah. a difference just to change the whole mood. A lot of teams in our season could use that. <laughs> I think yeah. preparation is a lot of what this is. You have so many seasons to watch now. Yeah. And the challenges in general follow certain trends, right? So, like, come up with a plan of how we're going to tackle it when we get no, right? So, Morgan and Lena, when mm. they're doing the picture, for that type of challenge, I had plans for when we went in and I did it with the meet in Argentina. Uh, yeah, in Argentina. When it's nuances, break it down one at a time. So with that one, if there's like nine pieces that are correct, look at one, literally go take it off the board, take it up to the example and just sit there and stare at it and compare it. And when you're sure that one's done, put that one up. You just have to break it down to its smallest components. That's how you do that. And that's when, what I did with the in Argentina. I knew it wasn't right. When you can so literally bring it to the one and compare it before yeah. the getting judged, why not? Yeah, so I did it one at a time until I knew it was right, and then I nailed it. So you like come up with plans for certain archetypes of challenges. Mm-hmm. Mm. Speaking of challenges, when is the finale for the Buddy Games? Thursday night, CBS. All right, everybody, get out there and support Amazing Race. Support our family. We need Andrew, this. We need this win. We need this win so they bring more Amazing Races back on, and we could see more family getting some money. In some cash. How do you feel that about the really, sisters again? Yeah, I feel like that really played into it for me. I was, you know, the only person on the whole Buddy Games cast who's done a reality competition show before, and I know what it feels like to lose. Yep. And so that's when I got there to the the lodge at Buddy Games. I was like, I'm here to win, and I don't care about feelings. I did. I I'm a, I love people. I'm not mean. I'm not a bully. But I came here to win, and it's I feel game. like when you watch Buddy Games, it is clear as day that that is what drove me. And uh, yeah, it's not your malicious personality or anything. Yeah. This is you want to win. No. You're coming to play a game. Yeah, and you love and people, people there. People there got frustrated with me. Some people on the internet right now either love or hate me and my team. 
Um, but I'm like, I, I play. And the people that really appreciate the strategy of Amazing Racer, Survivor, Big Brother, seem to like, we get it. Andrew's playing his little heart out. But the people that don't watch those, like, this is buddy games. So it's about friendship and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, there's $200,000 online. If, if people don't love you or hate you, they forget you. Yeah, that's fair. Now, I will say, uh, for people that haven't been on a show and don't know what it's not like to lose, imagine when you're playing Monopoly or you're playing a card game at Friday night and you lose and you're immediately pissed off, but then you forget about it because it's a card game and you walk away from the table. Take that feeling and stretch that out for any time someone mentions that TV show, you relive it, you think about it again. That feeling sticks with you from these TV shows. Just for a month, that's your entire life. You have no cell phone, you have no connection to the real world. That is literally all that you breathe, sweet sleep, do for a month. Yeah. And those feelings persist. So take that feeling of like, ah, I lost the game and you're angry about it. That fleets really quickly. And imagine that just staying forever. It, there's no drug like that. Like the amazing race. It really the is. amazing race is like a shot that into your brain of the happiest, best chemicals that it could produce along with the saddest, like angriest. And the, well, the, it's, it's, like, it's weird too. And I don't think we've ever mentioned on here. If you talk to a lot of racers, the few months after you come back from the race feels so strange. Yeah. It doesn't feel like real world. Like you're just, you're stuck in that rut of like, it's just, it's, it's so strange. Like adjusting the real world after doing the race is, it's weird. I'm sure it's, after going in the jungle naked, it's weird. Jesus. I was just about to say that buddy games. Yes. The same, not as much as race. But big time naked and afraid when I'm living out there for 21 days with no shoes, <laughs> nothing in the wild. Then you come back, shoes feel weird. It feels like you're walking on jelly. Like it's, there's so many weird things. When you can pour water out of a faucet and just drink it, it you like cry because you're like, oh. man, this is amazing. <laughs> I think water, like a sink, is the most incredible invention of all time. Never would have thought that <laughs> until I didn't have one. That's so funny. Yeah, you really don't appreciate it until it's gone. How do you feel about the sister's rule of if you're spending 25 minutes at one part of a detour to switch? That's a real quick timer. That is a terrible and also generic rule. also a rule isn't a rule if you don't follow it. Yeah, it's a generic, it's a terrible generic rule. If you're going to have a generic rule, it's switch immediately. <laughs> or if the detours are side by side or walkable, go and check both of them out before making a decision. You can have those type of rules. But saying I'm going to wait 25 minutes... Which this test, they said they waited, they did for over two hours before they switched. Two hours before you switch. It's crazy. Allegedly. The 25-minute the rule is just a stupid rule for a detour because detours in general take longer than 25 minutes. Yeah. So that, that rule itself is just a bad rule. Um, I will accept that rule. What I think is dumb, and I'm going to call them out for, is they didn't follow the rule. Yeah. If you're going like, to have a rule, follow it. If you're going to have a rule, then follow the rule. I think it's a not a great rule, but I just think it's dumb to not follow the rule that you set. It seems yourself. it seems like a goofy rule you make up before you do the race, before you – like that's that should be such a case-by-case -case basis, not it something is. you make up beforehand. I don't know. But this is also led five for them, so this isn't their first rodeo. I, I'm a little less forgiving as we get deeper into the race about stuff. Well, she that, almost poked her sister's eye out with a needle. That is that was just a stress moment. They were stressing. <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, get get closer, you son of a bitch." All right, no. 
<laughs> All right, let's get to some root markers. Teams must make their way to the Gator Kai to check in. First team's going to get $3,000 cash each. And we know that Steve and Anna Lee, once they got the lead on this, this, uh, this leg, they did not give it up. They crushed every task they got to. Uh, but there were some cool things about the, uh, the finishing here. The last three teams were all within minutes of each other. Uh, some would say seconds. And uh, teams three through six were all within minutes of each other as well. So seven of the of the ten teams were all within minutes of each other. So even though this leg did separate teams dramatically positioning-wise, it still kept the leg close, like with two clumps. I think this leg was a perfect lead. There is there's ways to overcome it because Rob and Corey, they were well behind every other team going into the detour. Able to pick a smart detour, made some good choices, and able to pass by some other teams. Yeah. That's what you want in a lead design, right? You don't want a linear lead where it's really tough to overpass someone. Yeah, that doesn't become fair to me. That when it's just a like a leg that you have no chance to just to to use a skill or use a, a brain or use a talent to overtake another team. Uh, I think every leg should be designed with that in mind. Yeah. Um, all right. So yes, and there was a lot of uh, a lot of jumping as far as games, uh, as far as like placement uh, when we did the detour, and then again when we did the roadblocks. Uh, when we did the roadblock, and then there was the finish line, which our uh, finish line was awesome because there was a legit rickshaw race to the finish. It well, was, and this is that part where I say the race ten percent is ninety percent skill, ten percent luck. Morden and Lena had the right rickshaw that's why they they've made some choices that got them to that position but that rickshaw taking the other edge gave them that time and that is the part that is so sucky because todd and ian they didn't necessarily do anything wrong with the rickshaw now they could have made other choices prior that's that 10 percent luck that just sometimes sucks in the race yeah, you get one bad cab who doesn't actually know where he's going. You go from first to last. In the well, see the thing about this is the cab driver that that they had. So we're talking about the foot race uh, or the, the rickshaw race to the to the finale with Joe and Ian versus the sisters. The brothers are uh, um, not brothers. The New York. Oh, there's Todd and Ian. I'm yeah. sorry, Joe and Ian. Joe and Ian, the engaged couple versus Morgan and Lena, the sisters. Morgan and Lena. Uh, I mean, Joe and Ian's cab went the right way, but Morgan and Lena's took a shortcut. Like you would. The correct way to go was go down the main street, and when you get to the next main street, make a left. But what their cab driver did is went down a side street, you know, and then went went down and then went back in and then cut out that big traffic light that they got caught at. So he was, like, street smart. So both of them did a good job, but one just did a great job and took the shortcut. And the one thing nothing that Nothing you could do about that. The one thing that I didn't love is Joe and started a little swan song in the ritual fight till you're eliminated uh, shit in the I, Netherlands I, like mom and I were coming up with plans on that on that bus and be like I'm gonna look left you're gonna look right we're just gonna whoever sees it first grab the other person and just run just pull yeah. and run like mom and I were going to claw until we were eliminated I love that about you I love that about we you. did all the way into India we were running until we came through that little shawl and we saw the other two teams the the cheerleaders and paparazzi and that's when we knew and we're like damn it but until that moment we were clawing i love that and and that's i got so much respect for you joe and ian uh, so joe and ian's cab 
they like are hyping the cab drivers up, and and for oh, I got a rant in a second for the st- idiots online who like get pissed off when the racers are yelling at cab drivers. Oh, okay, I'll get to you in a second. But they're hyping up their cab driver. You doing the hype, hype moves. The cab driver's getting hyped up, getting into it, and they were going in b- behind them, and then boom, dip fast, go around them, get into first place because they're hyping them up. Their cab driver's all in it, trying to get them into where they need to go, but. You know, you know, he just didn't take the shortcut. But they hyped him up, and he got excited and drove past Lena, and, and that could have been the difference between uh, winning the leg and not winning the leg, just hyping I, up the cab driver. I would, I would argue that's social game. Yeah, no, I agree be with other players. Uh, again, they did not do anything wrong in the rickshaw. Yeah, that was the ten percent lot that just sucks. It sucks for them. Could they have made other choices earlier that could have prevented them from losing for a few minutes? Sure. Could they have noticed that things earlier? Sure. But that's that 10% luck of the race, right? More than Elena had that rickshaw driver that made the shortcut. And that it's better to be, I would prefer to be lucky than good. Honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, luck, luck has won the race for a lot of teams just as much as, as skill. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's finish this off, and then we'll, uh, we'll we'll got some questions for Andrew about a couple of the shows, and then uh, we'll pump the pumpus finale and make sure everybody shows some love. But well, let's get let's Aaron, get. To- Sharon and Nikki was asking how they film teams when the rickshaws. They have GoPros. Little yeah. spoiler alert: they have GoPros that they put in there that are just on you. So they have the they have the rickshaws set up before you go there, and whenever you get to some uh, someplace, I don't know if you noticed, but I, and I don't know who it was if it was. Joe, it was Joe or Ian. It was one of the two. You, why does that happen to me? Uh, is that you doing something, Justin? No, it's not. That's your personal cam. That's so weird. But at one point in time, you see him like poking his head out the window and be like, "Pass them, pass them." Yeah. I think he's talking to the rickshaw driver of the cameramen that are in front of them. Yes. So there usually is one cameraman and a, a, a sound guy that are kind of in a rickshaw, kind of driving like next watching to watching like, you. The so I think that's who they were talking to. Yeah. But in your own rickshaw, there's a GoPro that's like pre-set up before you get into it. And that's why they have like go to a predetermined blah blah blah. That's so they can set up these cameras. And things like that for these predetermined legs. It's not just for other rules. All right. So uh, we got Steve and Anna Lee coming in first place. So they finished sixth, sixth, first, second, first. But the problem that they have right now is Anna Lee three roadblocks to Steve's one roadblock. Which we know the problem that everybody's anticipating is he's going to be the one to blow it on a roadblock. And now you're backed up. It's almost forcing him to do roadblocks he's not going to be great at. Yeah. And the longer I watched the race, the one thing that I wish mom and I would have done differently is I wish we'd have let her done a lot of the roadblocks earlier. Because there's a lot more margin for error early than yeah. later. So if there's someone that's a little more confident in roadblocks than someone that's a little less confident, yeah. let the other person do them earlier because there's more margin for error. When you start getting down to seven, six, five, four teams, your margin for error is small. Did you have that a- was a, That was a rule that came after me. Uh, we didn't have that rule in season three or four. I think that popped up after season five. Don't quote me on this, I'm wrong, but I think it was Chip and Kim uh, got a lot of flack because he did every single roadblock I believe, and then the rule it was, started. It was like 10, season. I think 10 and 1. I think she did 1 and he did like 10. It was like some ridiculous number. That's like, And after that, that rule started. That's not like I what be- certain I people... Believe, I believe it was Chip and Kim, I think. 
Like you, Season you five. could legit carry a team back then. That's why Zach and Flo work because Zach could carry a team because he could legit do everything. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's crazy. But right. for someone that's a little less confident, do them early. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so. Greg and John, three, three, eight, eight, two. Could they be back in it? Greg and John looking pretty strong. Um, Joel and Garrett, seven, nine, two, nine, three. They're all over the damn place. Uh, Most teams this season are all over the damn place. Sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next is uh, Philly Johns, ten, ten, nine, seven, four. They got an upward trajectory, literally going up the whole race. The Philly Johns, could they win it? <laughs> the most consistent team, five, five, four, three, five. Todd and Ashley, they just stay right in the middle of the pack. That's why they get such a blank edit because they're always in the middle. <laughs> the only reason we know them is because there's 90 minute episodes. Otherwise, we'd have no idea yeah. who they are. Yeah, if we had 60 minute episodes, this team would be a mystery to us. <laughs> uh, Rob and Corey slipping, two, two, three, five, six. Uh, but this was their toughest leg, and they only finished six with the toughest Roblox. So we'll see how that goes. All right, we don't have to go through all of it. Yeah, and we know how that the end finished. Next week, U turn votes. Everybody's worried about it, talking about it. This is going to be the thing that. Could make or break this whole season and how this plays out, I think. I'm curious if it's two teams getting U-turned or just one. Because you know when they did this in season 31, it was two teams. It was Rachel and – oh, my God, I'm blanking on our sister's name. Rachel and uh, – who's Rachel's sister from Big Brother? Uh, oh. Elise? Uh, Elise. Elise, thank you, goodness. Rachel yeah. and Elise with um, Colin and Christy. Mm. So I wonder if they're going to do two teams or if it's just one team getting U-turned. Ooh, how was U-turns? U-turns a thing for you in season three? Nope, didn't no, exist. Didn't exist. I yeah. wish they, I wish they had. Right? It was season fourteen. Uh, Margie and Loop season was the first U-turn, I believe. Yeah, well, we got this. We got we got Logan in, in chat, so he'll tell Don't you. Don't check me on that, but I'm pretty sure because there's only two teams that have ever survived a single U-turn. I think it was that season and our season. Give me a CeeLo verse that I could use in chat there, Logan. All right. Uh, Joel and Garrett might puke pushing a bike, a uh, cart rickshaw thing. We got a stamp task with Robin getting stumped on it. U-turn votes. This could be a really cool leg coming up here. I, again, I think this could be what could make this a, a great season, how this U-turn vote plays out. And I hope it plays out well so they use it more, even though it doesn't benefit a team like me. But I think it benefits the show. Oh, it 100% benefits the show. Do you, do you like excited. the U-turn vote? I mean, you guys are both strategic players, so I guess you'd both like it, right? I would have loved this. I would have eaten this shit. <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> of course. I would. Yeah. Trust me, I, I would have lived for this shit. Yeah, I would have hated it. All right, so would all female, female teams from the show, would Jen, oh, she's not here. Uh, okay, all female. Okay, not casted mother son teams. All right, race brain. No, forget it. We already answered all that. All right, so, so you turn, Justin. What's up? Who do you think is getting a U-turn? Let's say it's two teams. Who do you think the two teams are getting U-turn? Uh, two teams oh. are getting U-turn. If two teams are getting U-turn, it's going to be, uh, I think, shit. I don't think I think I know people don't like Robin and Chelsea, but I don't think they think they're strong enough. So I think Steve and Annalie are going to get one of the U-turns because, uh, I mean, they're, they're just so strong. As soon as, as soon as, 
Jocelyn and Victor fell off. Stephen and Annalise said, oh, it's our race. My bad. We'll take this from here. They just grabbed the baton and they're out. So I think Stephen and Annalise, if there's one, it's going to be them. If there's two, it's going to be Stephen and Annalise and um, uh, uh, my mind loves this shit, Justin. I want to give you a little uh, hint for if your season ever happens. Robin and Chelsea? I can't. Like. So, Justin, here's what you do. So Stephen and Annalise 100% get you turned. They, I need them to hopefully self-recognize this. And I'm telling you this information because I'm afraid this is going to be you. <laughs> How this works out, though, is most of the teams, I think, are going to vote for because it's a blind secret vote, right? So other teams aren't going to be able to know each other. I think most teams are going to vote for Stephen Annalee. So if you're Stephen Annalee, you need to vote for the weakest team that you absolutely know that you can beat. You don't need to try to get some other smart competitive to U-turn. Go and pitch some weak sauce that you know you can beat. <laughs> so that's who they need to vote for. Because if it's two teams, I imagine most teams are going to vote for Stephen Annalee. Mainly because it sounds like some of the background stuff, they're not the biggest fans of Annalee. So, I, so would you, you could push people to vote for Robin and Chelsea, which is a team you know you can beat. I don't think you're going to be able to push, though. So what I'm saying is I think every team gets one vote. Most top two teams win. I think most teams, why is this happening? I have like a ghost in my house. Um, <laughs> I think most teams are going to vote for them. So I think Steven and Lee are going to decide who the other U-turn team is, is what I imagine plays out. Are people wishing you happy birthday on Facebook? Because I think if somebody wishes you happy birthday on Facebook, because we're on some sort of Facebook group, it's maybe. It's not my birthday. I know it's not. But I don't know. It if, happened two weeks ago. If somebody's playing a joke on you, wishing you happy birthday, and it, it pops up. But I don't know. All right, so let's give a uh, um, super fan move. Uh, I'm giving it to, uh, obviously, uh, Joel and Garrett, because they recognized that they needed to be exactly next to the uh, model, uh, and they chose the closest one to it. And I think that that always makes a difference in those tasks, especially the ones that take an hour long or, or longer than that. Uh, so definitely gets my super fan move, Joel and Garrett. What about you? You want me? Yeah, well, he doesn't have an award. Seal Clap is going to go to Anna Lee. Haters are going to hate. I think she is fierce, and I love her doing that roadblock and crushing it. So she's going to get my Seal Clap for the week. Yeah, she did crush it. She's crushing every, literally every task she's given. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode. So uh, we'll see how next week plays out. Next week is going to be really, really interesting. I'm really looking forward to it. But before that happens, tell us what's going down Thursday, Andrew. Thursday, Buddy Games, brand new show, season finale, only three teams left. And uh, Team Pride is my team. We uh, hope to take it all home. Uh, now, I don't know. Are they... Do you guys like monitoring hashtags? How can we support? Uh, like watching it, hashtagging it, social media? Yeah, yeah. I, I think hashtag buddy games is what most people are using. The official one, CBS, is hashtag buddy games CBS. Right. Um, and anybody else uh, out there, other Amazing Race fans, people watching buddy games. Is it just Team uh, Pride or is it Team Pride something? Because I know there's a lot, probably a lot of Team Prides out there, like in general. Oh, yeah, yeah. Our, our hashtag's hard to find because Team Pride actually means something. Right. Um, in the world so that hashtag has a billion uses yeah it's like green um, team we we have we have to be the green team to stand up because the green team there's yeah. like marijuana there's like uh yeah. eco-friendly there's so many like yeah but anyway yeah but uh, everybody listening tonight find me on instagram oh, just andrew Nash, shade todd and ashley you're in chat sorry I, I interrupt you so much andrew i'm sorry right. <laughs> hey todd and ashley oh kitty kitty purper yeah, I was giving me props earlier about saying that like, get into the challenge and perform. 
So so we'll see you Thursday. Yeah, we'll we'll sign out and then we'll give Todd Nasty some love. So Thursday we'll give you some love watching CBS, supporting you on social. Where can they find you and support you? Hey, hop on Instagram. It's my favorite. That's where okay. you connect with everybody. Andrew Shade, S H A Y D E. Can you drop anything uh, interesting coming up in your future? Because I'm sure this is more because of your you, you're so well liked on this season and uh, polarizing whether you're liked or not liked. Because uh, uh -huh. just as much as you're not liked, you're loved. So just focus on the love. But um, anything coming uh -huh. up that you can kind of tease us about? I'm excited about 2024. Naked too. and Afraid uh, loves to have people back. That's all I like a, about 50 Gs. He's about to get dropped into his account. I don't mm, get, get that get that money and then you boom you know you go <laughs> back for shark week naked and afraid shark week's probably the biggest yeah. week right you can go wrestle <laughs> some sharks and get your nuts bit off hey <laughs> i'll do i'll do all kinds of dumb shit for tv <laughs> todd nashley's in chat racers in chat oh we, we always appreciate you lewis and michelle make sure you check out coqueta chat they always dropping bangers uh, Lewis has a fun time with power rankings. He's terrible at it. Like he's not good at picking the teams, but it's fun to watch at least. Um, I wanted to. I wanted to part, be part of their chat one day. Why not jump in there? They do it at a weird time. It's like it's in the morning, so it's kind of tough for some people. Well, uh, I'm weird anyways. So yeah, we'll get in there, have some fun. Uh, always check out Croqueta Chat. There, our friends, uh, Todd and Ashley. Thank you for supporting as well, and all of you who spent any of that time that you have with us. I know it's the most valuable thing that you have, and it truly means the world to spend any of it here with me. And we can go out, and you can guys could see some little young Andrew. Let's put him back up here, that little stud. Look him right there. Look at him. That stud of young Andrew. So thank you so much. It truly means the world to me. Those of you who are donating to the cause, thank you. I really appreciate it. I don't do it for the money. It does help. And but I, I don't do it for the money. I do it because I love the race. I'm a super fan. And if I didn't run the race, I'd still want to do this. But I got to live my dream, and I just love talking about it. So, Andrew, thank you. Good luck yeah. to you, James. Thanks Earl. for me crash the party. You know, I appreciate you so much. So, so next you week. Too, Justin, even though I like to give you shit, you know, I appreciate you. Of course. I wouldn't let you give me shit if I didn't think you respected me. <laughs> He's like, hmm, I don't, honey. All right, later. <laughs>